Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome into Bet the Edge on this Monday, a new week here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. He is Drew Dinsick. I'm Sarah Perlman, and the comments are coming in. Good Monday, crew. Let's get it. Yeah, we're trying. It's already a good Monday with Jokic, the announcement for MVP, so I know Drew is feeling good. We'll get into that momentarily, but... Coming up on today's show, we have Corey Parson. He's here to help us handicap games, games for, excuse me, between the Bucks and Celtics and Warriors and Grizzlies tonight. We'll see if he sees any value on the teams down now two to one in the series. And the NFL schedule release is later this week. So Drew and I are going to discuss which teams we're monitoring in the win total market right now. And at the end of the show, we have our edge of the day and a lot more coming up here on Bet the Edge. Good morning, Giroux. Uh, We got to spend some time together in person over the weekend. We watched the Derby. I'll get to that in a second. But the reason I'm saying it's a good morning, as I said moment, uh, moments before, Jokic winning the MVP, you got to feel good. You got to feel good. Yeah, yeah. Needed it. <laughs> Needed it. I'm still uh, waiting for my uh, bounce back win here from the Derby, but nonetheless, you got Yeah, yours. I got some bounce backs on, sun- on Sunday, thankfully. Saturday was rough. Um, the Derby, I gave back a ton of my draft winning stack. It hurt. Um, but that still is, it'll be for all time memorable race. We'll get there in a second. Um, you know, our comment from dinosaurs, let's get it. Let's get it back is the theme of my week this week. Let's get it in, um, in parentheses here back. Woo. I had a uh, had a nice win. Alcaraz came through. He won the Madrid Open. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but he defeated sure Nadal and Djokovic in back-to-back rounds in 24 hours. As far as I could tell, he's the only human ever to beat Djokovic and Nadal in the same 24-hour span, which is pretty incredible for a 19-year-old kid. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he takes home you know just an absolute clinic uh, in the final, wiping Zverev off the off the court. Um, and so he comes into now uh, Roland Garros as the co-favorite favorite in some spots which is crazy 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 to think about uh you know when you go back in time like two months uh, that he would be the favorite for a slam uh is incredible um max verstappen won the miami uh the miami grand prix not sure if you saw that but the f1 race was electric they were there for the race or for the partying but i had a lot of people in miami for that yeah my f1 guy said it looks like rain Bet Verstappen like your life depends on it. And I did. And it worked out. The double max max on Sunday was good. My golf guy had Max Homa. Uh, so it was that those were some key get back. F1 guy, your golf yeah. guy. You know what? They came through, my... they came through for me in a big way because as I mentioned, the uh the derby went sideways. On All right, me. let's break, oh. let's break this down very quickly. So 
Drew had a wedding in Baltimore. I live in Baltimore. Our producer, Adam, lives down the street in Silver Spring in Maryland, right? So that being said, sorry, Adam, telling everyone where you live. Um, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> Adam is pretty close to us. So we all met for drinks to watch the Derby. We're fired up, right? We all laid some good money on the race. I'm excited. You're excited. And we get to the bar. Yeah. The restaurant. Yeah. Drew and I are watching the race and I really got to, you know, enjoy it. I think after I already knew that I just lost a bunch of cash and I was able to watch the video and what a crazy finish it was. But, you know, for a few minutes after we're sitting there with our drinks, like, oh, that was just brutal. Like what the heck just happened? Yeah. Rich strike 80 to one. And now that I'm thinking about it more and I've kind of done some research on how insane that was. That's the second longest horse to ever win the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Uh, Donnerail in 1913 at 91 to one was the longest shot, but 80 to one rich strike wasn't even on the card earlier in the day to yeah. race. Yeah. Uh, you could have gotten 200 to one in the fixed odds pools. <laughs> he was that long of a shot. What did we say? A dollar super factor or trifecta paid. It was like, Oh, Oh, the, the try the superfecta was like, a. a a dollar paid three hundred twenty thousand or something insane like that. It, it was absolutely crazy. Um, and honestly, like, I think back and if there was a pace meltdown in that race, those were the horses that were going to benefit from it. At least Zandon, Zandon, and uh, and Rich Strike. So yeah, I didn't see it coming. I talked about horses and horse racing and the twenty horse field of the Kentucky Derby for an entire week last week. Rich Strike did not come up once because he wasn't in the race. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, ethereal road scratches. Rich Strike moves into the twenty hole, and to win uh, from that gate is insane. To win in that talented of a field was insane um but the, i mean i have to go back and watch the race again i haven't been able it to like watch 30 it 30 times the call <laughs> so, was incredible uh, yeah summers it, it took a perfect break from summers tomorrow it took uh crown pride going out there and pushing summers tomorrow to burn that pace out you know the early fractions were incredibly fast killed messier killed taba killed any of the other early pace uh speed horses except for epicenter whose jockey rated him um, and so Epicenter was live and really ran an incredible race. I, I'm still shocked that he didn't ultimately win because the quality of that horse is, is what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, Rich Strike basically needed the perfect trip, uh, needed a clean path, needed to have the rail coming down the home stretch, and he got it all. Um, and for that horse to win, considering how good that field was, is, is still mind-blowing. Um, I, I hope that yeah. as many races as we're going to bet in our lifetime, I never see that again. I'm so happy we witnessed it. <laughs> Super cool 80 to 1. I probably wouldn't bet an 80 to 1 horse again, and they probably won't win in our lifetime again. So congratulations to Rich Don't need Strike. to see that again. Yeah. I don't, we don't need to see You know what? As long as I'm betting, we yeah. don't need to see it again. So yeah, yeah, congratulations yeah. to all three people that bet Rich Strike yeah. to win the Kentucky Derby. I hope yeah. your pockets are full and you can Venmo me for I don't know what reason. Um, <laughs> I mean, his his true odds, his true fair like percent price? of for winning that race, less oh, than half a percent. I mean, it, you could run that race 200 more times and not get that same outcome. It, it was just truly remarkable. incredible. And mm. yeah, it's it's weird because when a long shot comes in like that, you think people are like excited, but like nobody bet him so everybody lost <laughs> it's just i like, would be oh, excited if cool. you know he was like a 20 to 1 30 to 1 i had him in some bets like 80 to 1 sure. whatever i move on that's why it's a get back to the winning ways monday and yeah. hopefully we find some good bets for everyone following us but it was a fun weekend and now we look forward to betting this entire week yeah. and 
I do have to remind you guys that weekends are better now with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Padres facing off against the Braves in Atlanta on Sunday. That's May 15th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet. Enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em Contest. Well, I said it's a get back, kind of get right Monday. And we have Corey Parson to help us do just that. Corey, happy Monday. We're looking for some winners, some good plays. And let's begin in the association for today. Well, you're looking for some winners. You might have the wrong guy. But no, nah, I'll be honest. We did have a pretty good weekend with the Philadelphia 76ers getting Corey's back. Corey's a winner. <laughs> Corey, I trust your NBA plays a lot better than I trust my own. And that's not saying too much, to be completely honest. But... I like your plays better. Uh, let's head into the Celtics-Bucks game. And right now I'm looking at the Bucks favored by one. Total is 212. I'm looking forward to this game, hoping the Celtics get back on track. How do you feel about this game coming up 7.30 p.m. game four, Eastern Conference? And you know what? As crazy as this may sound, I still feel as if the Boston Celtics are the best team in this series. I still feel as if they're going to win the series. And obviously them getting a win tonight is going to be critical to that. You look at the two games the Celtic lost, um, obviously, in game number three, that was a tough loss. But game one, they, you know, you could tell they struggled. Came back in game two, we saw their best basketball or a better brand of their basketball. I think we see the same thing tonight. Giannis has been great in this series, but I still think the Celtics match up well. I think when they get their players together and, and they're rolling in the right direction and they're making their adjustments, I think they're still going to be tough to beat. So I'm bypassed that one and a half or that one, and give me the Boston Celtics on the money line tonight. Don't want to spoil edge of the day, but we think alike in that one. As you look across the NBA and NHL playoffs right now, and I know, you know, you're well known as the exec on ice, and I, I, we did, we're not going to cover the NHL. With I'm today, handicapping but, both, yeah. but you know, yeah. that's, that's premium. Exactly, yeah. premium product, Drew. As you as you look across all, <laughs> as you look across all these series, it is flat right now. Like yeah. you can't really tell me that for sure you know who the best team in the NA, NA you know in the NHL outside of the Avalanche, it's anyone's game. Uh, in the uh, NBA, really, like I guess you have to give the Warriors a nod, the most likely to get to the next round of the playoffs. But mm -hmm. there are still lots of warning signs about this Warriors team. Like they had an offensive explosion in Game Three, particularly in that second half after you know things went sideways for the Grizz there. But um, I almost feel like. You know, the potential for John Morant not being here for Memphis in this game four, it could unlock a little bit of uncertainty in what the Grizz ultimately do offensively, which could be good for them. Uh, it felt like the, you know, the Warriors were solving uh, the Grizzlies, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, in terms of how to really stop them. And, you know, they were doing like, you know, fourth quarter was a lot of John Morant with the ball in his hands, dribbling down the shot clock and then doing something magical like now that the team's got to get more involved, you're going to have to ask, you know, some of those role players to really step up. This does feel like a little bit of an overreaction uh, with the market now hanging the Warriors as 10 and a half point favorites against the Grizz. Mm -hmm. Am I, you know, kind of characterizing this in the right way? Or do you think that uh, this is a fair Grizz don't have a chance without Ja? No, I'm not going to go. Listen, I think it's two ways that you can look at this contest. I'm definitely going to look at the way where I take the 10 and a half. It's obvious. It's been talked about. Ad nauseum, Memphis being 20 and five straight up this season when John Morant doesn't play. But those were also like regular season basketball games. That wasn't against Steph Clay and Dre in the Chase Center in game four. See, that's different right there than playing, you know, like the Pelicans 
on Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? January 25th. Much different kind of basketball, much different environment. But I think this Memphis Grizzlies team getting Dylan Brooks back is going to be critical, particularly to their defense on those role players. Like I hate to call Clay a role player, but when you play poor on the road and good at home, you're a role player. (laughs) You know, so when you look at Clay and Wiggins and these guys that stepped up in this last game, now you got Dylan Brooks defense back. You get Dylan Brooks and his three point shot. Desmond Bain can get going. I think the Grizzlies will keep this game close tonight. Um, and hopefully they can get job back. If they can get job back by game five. I still think they can stretch this thing. Listen, I've mm-hmm. been saying it. It may not pan out that way, and but I believe it. Memphis is better than Golden State, and I still think the best team wins the series. Yeah, just a real quick corrections and retractions. It was February fifteenth when the uh, when Memphis <laughs> beat the Pelicans by twelve without John Moran, not January twenty. Oh, just yeah, don't don't want people to get the wrong idea. But that that was a funny pull. Yeah. I'm going to ask you guys, and I, I want your honest opinion. When I look at the splits for tonight at points bet, percent of the spread handle coming in on the Warriors, what do you think it is, Corey? <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I tell you, when I first got into this industry, somebody told me anything over 70 go the other way. I'm quite sure it's over 70. I would say it might be 92, something like that. 91%. Yeah, I'll just say it there. Down. 91% of the spread handle. I cannot wait to bet. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bet it as soon as we get off this line. See, here's the thing, right? Everybody was kind of expecting Golden State to drill them one time in Golden State. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that happen. Yeah. But they shot like 63% from the field. Like even when Kevin Durant was on that team, they didn't shoot and execute that well. So listen, I'm like I said, I'll make some money with Memphis tonight. And as far as the series goes, I'm probably in that on that island by myself. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think ultimately um, they're going to need to come back probably from a three, one deficit. I I agree taking the points tonight, but I don't know if they're going to get the win. Um, so that sounds, uh, that sounds about right. Um, do you have just a general thought on how the rest of the series play out? If you had to guess what the East, Eastern Western you were on the Sixers, so I'm curious about that series in particular, because watching last night as a heat fan was gross. I think the winner of game five wins the series. And I think, uh, I haven't seen a line for game five yet, but my guess is it's not going to be Miami minus seven. It'll probably come back down to that two or three range. With, yeah, I think the game five winner wins the series. What I worry about for Miami is you could see a motivated Joel Embiid with the news coming out that he's not going to be the MVP. So now you get Joel Embiid in a situation where he's going down to South Beach with the team on his back with a chip on his shoulder. That could be something very dangerous for the Miami Heat. I think the 76ers are live to win this series. But here's the thing. It's played out. I thought Miami would win the first two. I thought they would go to Philadelphia and get it tied up. And now it's going back to Miami for sure. Yeah. And now this game five is, um, it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Three point spread for Miami and it's been Mm -hmm. getting two way action. So I would be surprised if that does not close three, uh, unless there's an injury, uh, an injury wild card, which we don't know about yet. Um, you think Phoenix gets it done against Dallas, or are you on Dallas right I'm, now? I'm, I'm, I'm riding. I can't, I can't back off of Dallas now. You've been I came, on Dallas. Yeah, I came, I came this far with my Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd's bunch. I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm much more optimistic about Philadelphia than I am Dallas because the Suns are so good. And here's the thing: how many? You're not going to get another bad game from Chris Paul. 
I'm not the biggest Chris Paul guy. You know what I'm saying? I never seen Chris Paul win the championship. So everybody's like, oh, Chris Paul's amazing. I'm like, when? I'm a Steph Curry guy. And I seen Steph Curry win championships. And you know, so that's the way I look at it. But with that being said, man, when they're at home and crowd is hitting that three and Paul is handling that ball in the fourth quarter, they're very tough. But if Dallas plays defense like they can and they hit those threes with Dorian Finney Smith Smith and Reggie Bullock and the most unassuming guys in the NBA and Luca can get some help. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going to roll with him. I'm not telling you to tell me on that because that's my opinion and it's not probably not the smartest bet, but I still like the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that series. I mean, that was still a close game four, even though Dallas made 20 threes. Dorian Finney-Smith made eight. Uh, you know, Davis Bertans made four. If you're getting 12 three-pointers out of those uh, guys, then you should win comfortably. And it still was, it was a game that was still in the balance and needed some favorable calls to go their way late in that contest. So, Drew, that uh, deep, Dallas defense yeah. has not traveled this series, though. That's what worries me. Yeah, yeah big yeah, home court advantage. Now it's going back to Phoenix. I'm a Chris Paul gal. I love watching Chris Paul. I'd like to see him win a championship, but I, I know what you're saying. We'll see how this plays out over the last, next few games. Drew has us also invested in the Phoenix Suns, that it's tough for me to look the other way and go to Dallas now. But credit to you, Corey, because you've talked about the Dallas Mavericks way before the playoffs and, and what you were looking for in the Western Conference from them. But we do have uh, the schedule being released from the NFL later this week. On Friday, Drew and I will do a deeper show, which will be on a good football show as well, right. noon on Friday. And I look forward to that. But we really started talking about when totals were looking to attack, when the schedules are released, and exactly how to get into these markets for 2022, the upcoming NFL season. And Corey, I know there's a few teams that stood out to you when we saw their win totals be released, even before their schedules are officially released. Which team are those and and how should we bet them there's a couple of them that i hit right away you know what i mean i mean it's a couple of them that that you know listen with these win totals these things are so interesting right yeah. so you look at the giants right at seven and a half and you think oh my god that's easy money that's minus 150 minus 160 to the under right now but why was it set at seven and a half so that's interesting to me but i didn't bet that but everybody bet the under i would not be surprised if the Giants are a contender in the NFC East this year, if Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. The other one that was obvious, Baltimore at nine and a half. Well, it seemed like Baltimore should have been higher than that, had those injuries last year. The way they finished the season down the stretch wasn't the Baltimore Ravens that we know. But the one that I'm going to be on the most is going to be, and you're going to hear a lot of New England Patriot talk from me this upcoming football season. I think Mac Jones is the truth. I think Mac Jones is ready. Um, people say, oh, well, you look at the skill position players. This Patriots have never been about skill position. They've been about the team, the unit, the coaching, the system. They got a quarterback that can run it. They got a taste of the postseason last year. Not as good a football team as the Buffalo Bills, but I'm taking the over on the New England Patriots. I'm also taking the New England Patriots uh, to win the AFC. Wow. To win the AFC price has got to be pretty juicy. That's I a think I one. Scored at 25 um, to 1. 25 to 1? Nice. Um, yeah, if Mac Mac Jones puts it together this year and really has them in a position to do some damage in the playoffs, it's going to sting even all that more that uh, Chase stole the offensive rookie of the year from him last year. So uh, I'll hold my breath on that one. Uh, Anything, you know, the NFC is uh, a lot less top heavy, obviously. Um, You know, there are so many contenders in the in the uh, AFC, really. Uh, is there anyone in the NFC that you think could sneak up besides the Giants and, um, you know, surprise people or that the market is a little cool on that you think could uh, be bullish? Uh, I, I think people are are doing a big discount on the 
on the Arizona Cardinals. And I think the news cycle is not in their favor. We've been, you know, obviously, we saw the ransom letter that uh, Kyler Murray sent to the organization through his agent. So that wasn't a good look. But Kyler Murray still has two years on his contract. He wants an extension. You got to come out and prove your worth this season. This season right here. Because the past two years, we've seen you get injured and the team drop off in the second half of the season. Now, the win total sitting at eight and a half. This team won 11 games last year. This mm-hmm. team can still play. They added Marquise Brown. I think Murray will get off to a hot start. I think they're a well-coached team. I think Kingsbury has them ready. So then I'm going to go with the um, with the Arizona Cardinals over eight and a half wins. I think that's where their number is set at. Um, I just think that, you know, you're seeing people bet the under on Arizona because the way the season ended and the way the offseason has gone. But when you get on the football field, they can be tough to deal with. And look, Arizona came down from nine and a half. So now we're getting a discount on it. So, oh, no, nah, that's it that, like that. nine might be the perfect number. And a lot of people that are setting these markets, betting into these markets, because 81 percent now of the bet count, close to 90 percent of the handle for the Cardinals on over eight and a half. We saw that come down from nine and a half. Seems like nine wins maybe the sweet spot for this Arizona Cardinals team, in which case your over would come home looking at the eight and a half, Corey. So. We, we wish you good luck with these totals. We'll see uh, in quite a bit from now, but good luck with your bets tonight. We're rooting for the Celtics and riding with that all together. You can find Corey on Twitter at the fantasy exec. We call him the, the exec on ice, but you find him on Twitter there and you could read more of his handicap on NBCSportsEdge.com. Corey, thank you so much. Hey, good times, y'all. Always good luck this week. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, one 888 332-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. We have a very special edition of A Good Football Show following the NFL schedule release on Thursday night. Join Drew Dinsick, Pat Darty, Pat Corain, and myself on Friday at noon Eastern as we dig into marquee matchups, analyze win totals, and handicap division champion markets. Going to be a fun show. And that leads me now to, without kind of giving away exactly what we're looking for with the schedule release, Drew, but for us to kind of talk about win totals, you know, Corey obviously likes the Patriots to go over, the Cardinals to go over that eight and a half mark. I started looking at some teams and there's a few that pop for me, but curious, maybe one or two teams that stand out to you here. 
I don't have strong opinions really, other than there, I it's pretty obvious which teams are going to be like especially poor. Uh, and it starts with the quarterback position. So a team like Seattle that really does that seem one, chips, that one stood out to me immediately. <clears throat> chips chips on the table, uh, going to war with Drew Locke as the quarterback up there, and some of the holes on that roster is very, very, very questionable to me. Uh, I think that team is in deep trouble. Similarly, the Carolina Panthers don't have a quarterback situation that you can feel in any way, shape, or form confident about on top of having uh, a coach that's a lame duck. So um, there's really no positives that you could get out of the schedule release that will change my opinion on those two teams getting into the four-win range also this season. Noting, Seattle plays the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams. Yep. They have the Broncos, yep. the Raiders, the Chiefs, Chargers, Bucks. I mean, I don't care what week it is. I'll tell you right now, they're not going to be favored in any of those games. So yeah. Seattle is one that stood out to me too in their defense with Wagner gone. I mean, I don't know. I just... Uh, Nothing stands out to me about that Seattle team other than the under. Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, the, you know, I, I think realistically, uh, any of these teams that are kind of lined at the top of the market that people are expecting to win like double digit games easily, like I would cool your jets a little bit on that. Like that we've seen a, in general a de emphasis on teams playing for the regular season. Doesn't seem like any of these teams are afraid to travel when it comes to the playoffs. And, you know, you saw, you mm -hmm. saw, you've seen teams punt. Uh, on regular season wins just to keep their team you know it's I think there's been a pivot um, you know from the old way of of looking at the playoffs where you wanted the buy you wanted the rest you wanted to be at home now it's much more about we want our team healthy um, and so you know I, I think realistically expecting some of these teams that we know will ultimately be elite and be in the discussion at the end of the day expecting them to go wire to wire winning uh, I think is uh, a little bit of a stretch. So um, almost all of these teams are going to have struggles over the balance of the season, um, but uh, maybe no one more so than Seattle, in my opinion. Six and a half, too high. Too high. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they got to six win. You know, it's interesting. You talk about a team that emphasizes playoffs and maybe down the stretch of the regular season, it's okay to take a few losses, not a big deal to go on the road. And Tampa Bay stands out and they're getting a lot of action right now and over 11 and a half wins, 12 wins for the Bucks. It's a lot of wins, regardless of who's the quarterback <laughs> and how good that team is. I mean, that's, yes. well, that's way over double digit. I've seen money come in on Buffalo um, and obviously the Chiefs. I think people forget 12, 13 wins. Um, pretty difficult in a 17. Realistically, I think we're in a new paradigm. It's going to be fun to talk about this all summer. and It's going to be fun to preview these teams. But we're in a new paradigm where you're going to want to try to buy low over the balance of the season. Nobody's going wire to wire anymore. The season is just too long. The field is too competitive. Uh, you know, there, I, I guess what I, what I say is if we are sitting here today and looking at the prices on the board and whoever ultimately wins their best price available is right this moment, I will be completely blown away. There almost certainly well, will be a yeah, time to no. buy low on a team that ultimately then goes on and wins. I'm curious before we get to our edge of the day, there's a team that stood out to me earlier this morning. I was going through some notes and I look forward to seeing their schedule and then that being released later this week, but the Raiders, Sure. I spent some time looking with their eight win total for the season, eight game win total. Um, Devontae Adams obviously gives Derek Carr yet another weapon. You know, Josh McDaniels now coaching a little bit better defense. They have Chandler Jones and obviously Darren Waller's a stud. Tough division. I don't know, Derek Carr. I'm, I'm curious what you make of this team. It's one I, I did not bet into, but I stared at their win total for quite a few minutes. Yeah, I like the over on the Raiders, but not the wins over. 
I like the over in all 17 games. <laughs> that's as a team that the secondary still struggle is going to struggle. It's, it's a great point. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, Derek Carr is going to be able to put up points. He's going to be able to go score for score. They're playing a bunch of elite offenses, though. So yes, uh, the Raiders are going to win some games 35 34. They're going to lose some games, you know, you know, 35 28. Eight and a half now. Okay. On points bet, the under minus 115. I think eight. Eight wins. And we'll break this down more on Friday and throughout the summer as we get ready for the season. If one didn't pop, you're not going to bet into the market and rush to the window right now. And it's tough, but it's a team that I really couldn't wrap my head on. Run One more quick one I'll give you that I thought about was the Saints, seven and a half, because they're with the Panthers and the Falcons teams that you touched on the Panthers specifically without a quarterback. Yeah. I don't know, not Sean, not Sean Payton. You have Jameis Winston again. Yeah. Kind of like the under on the Saints as well. I think they Ooh, we might go head to head on that one. That Ooh. of the of the of the lows that I would incline to go over, that was the only one that really stood out. Some of it is because the data would suggest when Jameis Winston was healthy last year, he was actually performing quite well. Sean Payton gets the most out of players like that, and you know they have a pretty talented roster. Um, they clearly they have some holes. They lost some important pieces. They're going to integrate a new tackle, which is always a challenge. New but, head coach, um, and they have yeah, new head coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good point. But ultimately, the um, infrastructure uh, that Peyton left behind, I thought was pretty sound. Um, They're effectively just progressing up uh, in the regime. So um, I will say the one thing we're like really similar on and we're obviously similar in a lot of things in the NFL, but like attacking teams with lower win totals in general so much easier. (laughs) Like 11 or 12 wins, 10 and a half wins. I'm like, I I don't know. Because it's yeah. going to come down to the wire. Like, you can convince me Houston's going to have three wins before you convince me the Chiefs are having 12. Yeah, there are – the win totals, there are usually, like, an error bar around these of, like, four wins on average. Like, you, you know, these are not very, very sharp numbers. Like, they're going to – you know, some of these are going to miss. But where they miss is teams that, like, we kind of throw up our hands, like the Raiders. And we're like, yeah, eight and a, eight and a half Question seems mark? right. Like – that's a team that could go 13. It's a team that could go six, depending on how things break. And so, um, you know, I think it's the, you know, kind of that middle class of teams that you're going to have the huge variability and the misfit on the teams at the bottom. Like, I mean, if Seattle gets something out of Drew Locke this year and wins, you know, eight, nine games, that will be a truly, uh, truly wild. Shame on me um, for betting against him. In the <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Seattle could. I mean, we'll see when we see the schedule. They could be dogs in almost every game, uh, and do it. and honestly, like they don't even really have a good plan B. Like Corey mentioned, the Giants. If Daniel Jones is struggling and they move on and they throw Terod Taylor in there, um, they might be better. And uh, you know, that's a realistic upside for a team like the Giants. Not seeing it with Seattle. Uh, they're going to war with uh, Geno Smith. Uh, behind Drew Locke, apparently. And honestly, if Geno Smith Smith might win. Yeah, yeah. Geno Smith might win that job, (laughs) if we're being honest. Uh, You know, so. As we get into Friday's schedule release, we'll continue breaking down win totals, give you a lot of our plays, and I look forward to that. But we don't have the schedule yet. We have our general thoughts as we get ready for the NFL season, which a few months away, but I cannot wait. We have plays for tonight, and it's a Get Right Monday. Edge of the day on this Monday. Um, I am. It sounded like you were going with the Celtics when Corey broke it down. 
Yes, sticking with the C's Good, for this because game. I have a prop on that game, and I really want the Celtics to have momentum in this one. Handicapping the NBA is easy, Sarah. Zigzag. That's all that you need to No, that's not a thing. Stop. Um, but no, in seriousness, um, the Celtics, I think, have played better on the balance of this series. If you look at it on aggregate, um, they came very close to stealing game three where they were the worst, lesser team. Um, by a decent amount. Jason Tatum had a horrific game. Overall, their three-point shooting has been poor, um, but it doesn't really change the fact that the quality of shots that they're getting opportunities, especially from three, have been good. Marcus Smart now has, uh, you know, he's been back for a game. He's got his legs under him to, uh, to that degree. He should be a little bit more effective, especially on the offensive end of the court. I think uh, this sets up fairly well for the Celtics to, uh, to get the win. Um, this is going to be a game where, I think you probably see uh, second half, you know, halftime adjustments be mm-hmm. sort of the deciding factor, and you know, in that kind of um, in that kind of environment, what Budenholzer tends to do is stick with what he's got. And uh, Udoka, so far, we have seen some nice second half adjustments from him in some tight games, some comebacks against the Nets in particular that I can remember um, in the first round sweep. So uh, I think the Celtics can even the series. This one in every sense of the word feels like a seven, you know, best of seven type of series. This is going to go the distance in my opinion. And, um, uh, you know, I'm probably going to go back to the well with the Celtics in game five, unless the price is absurd. Um, but uh, right now I make them a small favorite in this contest, considering that uh, I'm expecting a little bit of positive regression for them from a three-point shooting standpoint. I sure hope so. And we've seen money, yours included, come in on the Celtics for today right now around a pick I like Boston to get it done, and that kind of leads me into my edge of the day. I looked across the prop market this morning. I wanted to get involved in this game, but didn't necessarily feel like I had the biggest um, edge on either side. But I like Jason Tatum in a bounce-back spot here, and it goes a lot with your handicap. We've seen him struggle. We saw him struggle, rather, in Game 3. Not a typical game. I went back and watched some of the highlights after just reading some articles. 10 points, 3 assists in Game 4, but the reality is, and you've talked about it, the Bucs have done a good job at slowing down this this Celtics team, and specifically Jason Tatum. He's averaging just around 20 points per game in this series, which you know after the Brooklyn series, it's 10 points less per game. Um, I think he needs to be a better playmaker specifically to even out this series. So if you take game three out of the question, the last game, he's averaging 6.6 assists per game in the playoffs, at least six assists in five of his last seven playoff games. The fact that we're getting five and a half here, I'm taking the over Jason Tatum, over five and a half assists, consistently getting six assists per game, not to mention the Celtics need him to have a big game to get it done on the road in Milwaukee, even up the series. So my bet not going on the points for Jason Tatum, but being the playmaker and and helping his team with the assist prop over five and a half, Drew. I like it. There's going to be awesome quality of shots available if he's dishing around the perimeter. Celtics just need to knock him down. I think realistically, if they shoot 33% or better from three in this game, we both win. I'll take it. We need the Celtics to come out. And uh, did you take the points with the Grizz? I know you kind of sided with it, but. Uh, ten and a half's disappeared. Uh, that looks like back it's going back down to ten. Uh, I can see that staying at ten or going to nine and a half by okay. tip off. Jo- I'm not expecting a surprise. John Moran comes back, um, but uh, I do think that with some of the um, adjustments that that team's going to have to make and their depth in general, they're going to have some surprises for the Warriors uh, in terms of what 
you know, what the offense looks like. And it, you know, anything, anytime you have um, a big seismic adjustment like that in a series where the other team has already kind of solved your plan A, um, you can see a little bit of uh, you know, an offensive relief. So I think uh, Grizzlies can at least keep this competitive now. Still ultimately. 10 and a half at points bet, by the way, for anyone that wants okay. to get involved with the Grizz and the points, but we're rooting a lot harder for Boston to get it done. And Jason Tatum. Over five and a half percent, preferably. Just a big game from the Celtics altogether. Okay, those are our plays. We're locked in here on Bet the Edge on this Monday. It's a get right Monday, big Monday for the crew here on Bet the Edge, powered by Point. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. He is Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. We'll be back here tomorrow, same place, same time here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Until then, best of luck with all your bets. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.